And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Welcome to the Daily Ding here on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Jared Weiss. I am joined by Mo DeKeel. Dave Dufour is our producer. If you're joining us for our live stream here on YouTube, please leave us some questions. We will get to them at the end of the show. Dufour will queue those up. Mo, we have the Miami Heat advancing to the first round of the NBA playoffs. They beat the Bulls 102-91, to carried by their star, the man, the myth, the legend, Max Drew. I mean, he was amazing in the first half. Six threes in the first half. Like, he really just went completely ballistic. And, I mean, let's just be honest. They wouldn't have been, they wouldn't be advancing if it wasn't for him. They were up. They had six threes from Max Drews. He had probably the best half of basketball he's ever played. And the Heat were only up five at the half, Jared. I, I don't understand how bad the offense could have been in the beginning of this game. It was, I mean, not shocking, I guess. It was it was a sl- it was real like kind of like sludge for so long. It was really just Struce's hot hand like kind of like carrying the offense for this game. Well, I mean, look, if you take Struce's first half numbers out, <laughs> the <laughs> the Miami Heat, and I'm doing math on the fly, folks, so this should get interesting. One of eight from three. At that point. Oh, and I think that's such oh, a massive thing. And, and and that was kind of the case throughout the whole game. They really couldn't, sh- they didn't shoot well. They didn't play well. Um, it Besides Struce, it took Jimmy Butler dropping 13 points in the fourth quarter to really sort of save the day for the Miami Heat in that sense. Because they bl- were blowing it in the third quarter, Jared. Blowing it. Absolutely terrible transition defense. Then they started giving up offensive rebounds again, and you're just watching it going like, wow, the Bulls are going to take this game because the Heat are going to be sloppy all over again. It really felt like the Bulls were going to be in control, and then late in this game, their offense just fell apart, and Butler just basically slowly carved his way through Chicago's defense. Jimmy does what Jimmy does, and I think that's just kind of the the smart way of sort of putting it. He, He... Playoff time gets going. He had an atrocious game against Atlanta. I didn't think he was going to be as bad in his game, in this game against the Bulls. I didn't think he was going to have back-to-back games in that scenario that poorly. But the shot selection from the Bulls in the fourth quarter was really kind of questionable. I felt like there were a lot of things they were doing where I didn't really like the shots they were getting, the looks they were getting. Maybe get give Vooch a couple of touches. They didn't even get him involved that much offensively in the fourth quarter. I think that was a big, uh, big issue for them. And I think that's just kind of where it fell apart. And, you know, they played hard. I was very impressed that they got past Toronto. But after that, they really struggled. Yeah, I mean, Chicago last like five minutes of the game. It was just DeRozan or Levine trying to find an isolation and not creating separation. Levine went 0 for 6 from deep. He was 6 for 21 from the field. I mean, he just had a 
just like the worst shooting game I've seen him have like all season pretty much. He just came up empty for them. Yeah, I mean, he had a terrible first half against Toronto, and I think he followed it up with this game. And I think that was kind of the issue. But, you know, I think the bigger problem, the Bulls left their secret weapon behind. They left it in Chicago. She should have come down. Uh, and, and 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 the best free throw defense w- might have saved the Miami, excuse me, might have saved the Chicago Bulls. It was the Miami Heat shot 87.5% from the free throw line. Yeah, they finished 28 for 32 from the line. And a big part of that was Butler. Let's just get to, to crunch time. Butler was unbelievable in crunch time. One of my favorite plays I've seen so far in this in this play-in tournament is him just like triple pivoting through a double team in the post to get hammered in the air and then somehow throw it off of the glass. Like that was just the kind of majestic stuff that Butler can do. And then of course it was the one free throw that he missed in the game after that. Yeah, but it was a beautiful step through. Like, it was one of those things you looked like the defense had him bottled up. I think it was Zach Levine that he literally just pivoted his whole way around and then finished with the bucket right there. Like, that was a really impressive play in that sense. Look, if you this is something that Miami does, right? If you keep it close, Jimmy will help you. He made the big pass to Struess for that big three on the wing. Like, he's going to make smart plays. Kicked it to Struess. Or, or, or made the pass that led to the pass to Struce in the corner that he got fouled on. Like a lot of smart plays in that stuff down the stretch. It's just can the Heat keep these games close enough? And I don't know what they're going to do against the Bucks. <laughs> well, I mean, what helps is Bam. He couldn't score like at all, but he was dominating the glass. And then that block he had on Zach Levine to basically clinch the game was phenomenal. That's the kind of stuff they're going to need from him if they're going to get any wins in this Bucks series. Well, they're going to need his ass to be aggressive on the defense, on the offensive end. Excuse me. They're going to need him to be something stronger on the offensive end. They can't keep getting these nothing games from him on that end of the court. What he's going to do defensively, that's actually what we come to expect from Bam. And I think he's done a great job. That's why he's one of the finalists for defensive player of the year. Right. And I think that's something we're, we're expecting to see even against Milwaukee. But on the offensive end, he has to contribute so much more than what he's doing right now for them to even have a chance to take a game. Forget the series. Just take a game from the Milwaukee Bucks. All right, quick post-mortem on Chicago. Caruso had a great game. That was uh, Shot the ball well. Uh, White actually shot the ball decently, although he had a big miss at the end. But did the, did you see anything that you could take, away, take in the next season for the Bulls and think like they should continue to build off of what they have here? I mean, they're in such a tricky situation, Jared. It's They're one of those teams where I'm looking at, like, do we just t- discuss kind of blowing this thing up and start looking for greener pastures? Or is this something that you really kind of move, try to s- say, hey, we build on the second half of the season and, and maybe think about bringing Vooch back, Patrick Beverly back. I mean, you know, the, the loss of Lonzo Ball, who I don't think is going to be back at all next year, is a massive blow for them. And I feel like they have a lot of stuff they have to deal with in that stuff. This is going to be an off season of a lot of questions and they got to figure out, you know, what are the answers to those questions? You know, is, is it time to move on from Levine and DeRozan and, and, and really kind of start a rebuild? And I'm sorry, Bulls fans. That's almost where we're at right now. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Yes, is the answer. All right, let's move on to (laughs) the last play-in game. The Minnesota Timberwolves are heading back to the playoffs. They beat the Thunder 120 to 95. Sorry, Thunder fans. Shout out to Andrew Schleck, who was originally going to be producing tonight, but I'm sure he's dealing with a bunch of sad uh, down-to-dunk fans out in OKC. But uh, this game was just destroyed, blown wide open right away. Carl Towns' length, size, power, it was just OKC had nothing close to being able to contain him. Well, I mean, I think we all knew kind of this was going to be an uphill battle for OKC with just a pure fact of how small they were going to be with Rudy Gobert coming back, Carl Anthony Towns. And you said it, man, like I thought Towns was awesome in this game. 11 to 16 from the field, 28 points, 11 rebounds. I thought he really kind of controlled the tempo, hit those back to back and once in the third, uh, late in the third, early in the fourth. Those were big plays. And I think that kind of started to seal the deal. And then this game was absolutely over when Anthony Edwards drives to the lane, gets a layup. The Thunder turned the ball over on that possession towards the end of the third quarter. Edwards gets it, scores a three. And it's a five-point swing without the ball ever crossing half court. Like, I think at that point it became a just ball game. You could see the Thunder were deflated at that point because they had like a few little mini runs up until that point where they were getting it down towards like 12 points or so. And Minnesota kept answering back. And this was one of those games where just like mini had a different guy stepping up for a few minute stretches throughout the game. It's like uh, Alexander Walker. He like he came through a few times. They needed him to, especially defensively in the second half. Uh, even Gobert like was getting to the line. He went nine for fourteen from the line. He had twenty one points for them. Uh, you know, Kyle Anderson he had some nice threes. Uh, Conley did his thing when they needed him to. Like they had good balance here that makes you almost wonder if they could actually be competitive against Denver. Yeah, no, like let's e- e- ease the brakes here a little bit, Jared. I, I mean, this is probably wonder. one of the. No, no, no. If you are, we have to have a discussion here and I'll call you after the show and I'll explain to you something. But this is probably one of the lower basketball IQ teams. They took advantage of the opportunity that they have of the size. They're not going to have that in the next round against the Nuggets who are going to have to just they're just going to have to deal with Jokic, who actually does a pretty good job against Rudy Gobert. It's going to be interesting to see how the matchups play out. But that's going to be a difficult series for Minnesota with how they attack and, and how they look to defend Jokic. I think this is going to be a, this is a fun one for them. Minnesota makes the playoffs again for the second time in a row. Uh, God, uh, it's been so long. I can't even remember the last time it was. They've made the playoffs two times in a row. And this is a, a something to hang your hat on there, especially with the acrimony we had to end the season. So, you know, kudos for them. Was it even this century? Probably. I assume it was like before KG left. <laughs> Must have been, right? Like 05, 06 or something like that. It's been a long time. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Dave Dufour for the pun of the night. Uh, down to dunk is officially down to drunk tonight because the Thunder, oh, there was so much excitement and optimism. And Shea in this game, you know, they really are relying on him to create a ton. He got to the line 12 times, hit them all, but five for 19 from the field, taking that shot to the eye. It's like it just nothing went right for him. But it wasn't just Shea. 
Josh Giddy, who, who dropped 31 as a career high against New Orleans, drops only six and goes two or 13 from the field. Like he didn't have a good night. Lou Dort kind of returned back to normal with his kind of shooting situations. I felt like this was one of those games. They didn't get the best out of everybody that they needed. They needed to have the top level of everybody. They needed to have Giddy to have another kind of 2010 type performance in that scenario. And they just didn't get that stuff. And from there, it became ball game for them. Yeah. Well, it's ball game for their season. Ball game for the show. For Mo DeKeel, Dave DeFore, our producer, Jared Weiss, we will see you next week on The Daily Dig. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.